Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, so we're back again with Josh Howard. Nice. Dr. Josh Howard. Mm-hmm. Don't forget and the doctor. This week we're going to be talking about childhood. Mm. So we're going to be talking about what it's like to maybe discover that you have ADHD as a child and um, looking into sort of the schooling system and how we can work with children who have ADHD. Look, if you listen to the second episode, you'll know that Josh knows a lot more about ADHD than us idiots. And uh, we're really happy to have him back on. Uh, I hope you learned some bits as well. And as always, if you just put a message into our DMs on Instagram, which is distracted.podcast, then uh, we can we can put the questions to Josh as well. Uh, thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. It's a cracking one. All right. Bye. No, Enjoy. Bye. Um, to be continued. <laughs> hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Kat. And this is a podcast called Distracted. All about ADHD. ADHD. And now you say, <laughs> welcome. welcome. <laughs> The rise of TikTok. It has made everyone feel like they've got ADHD. There's so many videos now of like, oh, if you're, you know, if you're forgetting things, then you've got ADHD. If you're doing this, then you've got ADHD. Listen to brown noise if you've got ADHD. It will calm you, it will calm you down. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, you weren't done, saying that a month she's ago. She's done a TikTok video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's made it probably. Check out um, how... Uh, have you seen a rise in people saying they've got ADHD? Are those numbers inflated for wrong and right reasons? Is it because now people, more people are just knowing they've got ADHD? Like, oh, okay, ADHD is a thing. Maybe I've got it. Let's check it out. Is it oversubscribed? What's going on? Help me, because I feel like everyone's saying they've got ADHD now. Yeah, no, and it's a really, it's a really important question because it taps into a few different areas. I suppose underlying that question, there's, there's a, it sounds like there's a curiosity from you, but also a bit of like a fear and a fear from other people that is everyone, are people just making it up? Does that mean I'm sort of making it up? Does this thing sort of even exist? This self-labeling, this self-diagnosis, mm. everyone in the world has ADHD nowadays. There's a lot of pros and cons to that. When you were saying that, I was, my, my, I was thinking, well, to what extent does it matter? Because actually, one of the real pros is that people are really talking about 
this now. They're really talking about ADHD. If that leads a load of people to seek help, they're kind of saying, I'm struggling. Yeah. There's something I need to be doing. I'm being asked to do. I'm expected to be doing. And I'm looking at other people and they seem on the outside to be managing it mm. fine. And I can't. So part of me goes, if that leads people to seek support or an assessment or to just to analyze themselves a bit and go, what's all this about? Um, bearing in mind some of the conversation we were having about kind of the environment and the soil you're in. If it takes, if it means, okay, I don't need a label, but I'm going to take a deeper look at my environment and go, what's working for me and what's not? I think that's kind of a, a healthy thing to be yeah. doing, a kind of like a self-reflection and go, I might need to mix something up a bit. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. To be honest, the first thing that made me re- like even consider that I might have ADHD was looking at like, it's just a random person I follow posted mm. about her ADHD and how it affects her. And that made me suddenly think like, oh my God, I relate to that so much. And it made me spark to be looking into it. Mm-hmm. And off the back of that, I've really found all the TikTok videos a huge source of comfort because there was new things popping up constantly. If someone, I'm seeing this person being like, oh, ADHD people do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I've never told anyone about that before. Like mm. I struggle with that all the time or I do this little little quirk or like this silly little thing that I've always thought like, am I just a bit weird or like, I don't know. And seeing all of those has been so comforting for me. But on the flip side, I understand that a lot of those could just be, you know, anyone could do those. And a lot of people do get a bit distracted and struggle with losing things and, you know, sometimes can just be a bit scatty or whatever. But I suppose it's just understanding, like, the level to which it affects you. And like you say, I think it is just kind of that awareness and being like, okay, I'm struggling, regardless of whether or not I have ADHD or whatever I might have, I need to seek help because I'm struggling with this. And I think it, I think you're right. It's really good that it's opening up that conversation. Do you have, so do you have any stats down. on, like, a rise of numbers or anything like that? It is definitely increasing but i don't think there's any evidence that actual rates of adhd are increasing there's a big argument about are we just getting much better at recognizing it Mm. understanding talking about it i mean to your question before about tiktok and talking about it i mean the stigma about adhd is really reduced Mm -hmm. before it would i mean 20 years ago it would have been a label reserved for the most severely struggling kids who basically weren't managing in school probably mostly absent from school that's what i because we had a kid in my in my school who was similar and we were told in year seven that they've got adhd so that's what i associated with what adhd was like throwing chairs around and never listening Mm. so i that's why i sort of took me so much longer to admit that i had it as well to accept that i had it as well because it was and that very much is the image that I think everyone had. And a lot of people do still have, but most people used to have of the ADHD child. Mm. It's like, if you're not that, then you don't have it. Yeah, but now I'm hearing a lot more, oh, everyone thinks they've got ADHD. See, like, that's thing. what you're saying. And actually, I've got a bit of concerns that it's becoming something that people won't take seriously anymore. Yeah. As, a, as a con of it being talked about. Like OCD, like, oh, I've got OCD because yeah. I clean my kitchen yeah, yeah, twice yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make it into a joke when it's like... Yeah, and when you meet somebody who's thing. really got OCD and it's pretty crippling, yeah. you were like, you would not be joking about having OCD no when you see some people who have mm. really got it, which, we, which I see in the clinic quite regularly. But yeah, so I suppose people are using ADHD as a shorthand, yeah. which is not a bad thing all the time but I don't want to I wouldn't want that to invalidate 
people who are really struggling yeah. because but you also raise as a point into kind of technology and tiktok and people who don't have adhd like i mean as as an example and this is only a personal anecdote and you've always got to be careful of using that but i remember going through my doing the clinical doctorate which you have to do to become um a qualified clinician the first two years they the staff used to print off the lecture notes for us and give it so you used to have guest lecturers come in about whatever the lecturers on they used to print it off and give it to us on paper and they had a strict rule in the room in the in the lecture hall there were no phones if they saw a phone there you were kicked out it was like taking it really seriously in the in the, th- in the third year they decided save the environment save paper you now had to just download the lecture notes and have them on your computer in front of it the difference in engagement was was just incredible i could really? no longer concentrate i couldn't i didn't I, like the lectures were much harder to tune in on even though i had this because there's so many things grabbing your attention mm. all the time if you've got something open you're trying to listen and engage in something over there but there's an email there's yeah facebook there's instagram and it's and that is definitely getting worse because mm. they're so good with the technologies and they did designed to get your attention, attention. in and for yeah and for people with adhd who thrive off that immediate reward and that dopamine hit mm. it is a minefield so whilst i know you were talking about tiktok to be sort of how people talk about it but also technologies like that are incredibly addictive yeah. for everyone not just so so to an extent when you've got those kind of things buzzing in your life i think in your brain is always fizzing and never turned off and i do wonder if people are just getting like overload and and mm-hmm. mental fatigue yeah as well from being stimulated all the time and and you mentioned before how like how nurture can shape your brain and and change your your dna right is that what you said uh yeah yeah and so if someone is on tiktok all the time could they develop adhd from tiktok from just an abuse of scrolling clinicians would argue you don't develop adhd from scrolling on tiktok but I do. Why would they argue that? Well, because it's supposedly a neurodevelopmental condition, so it's it's supposed to. There will have been signs from birth. Okay. There would have been signs from very early years before you were. So I think it's probably more an expression of the people who are drawn to doom scrolling or whatever they call it. Probably have their brain already slightly wired to be a bit more likely to do that kind of thing because they just get such a kick even though everyone gets such a kick out of it it can kind of lose i think some people can lose perspective easier that actually i need to refocus on something else now Mm. i'm not good but but i do think there is a whole thing about that kind of like the growth mindset your brain is constantly being rewired based on kind of your experiences so i can also think of a logical argument that your brain you could develop some wiring that kind of just makes that kind of the safe place to keep going back to a bit like developing a habit where you just mm. every five minutes you've got to get your phone out again. I mean, we've all kind of got yeah, that problem. Definitely. Um, would I call that ADHD though? I don't think I would because I think ADHD is a much bigger thing. That might just be, I'm quite addicted to yeah. something, but I wouldn't, I would don't think I'd call that ADHD. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's the route to drugs for kids and medication i've heard lots of really positive information about kids that have taken drugs to help them from medication drugs whatever to help them with adhd and actually if they do it for a long enough period and they're still developing and they then go off the drugs it can actually change their brain and make them more focused and it can really help them long term what is the route to get to getting those drugs for kids it needs to be a very thorough assessment like with our assessments we do a learning assessment with the kids and with adults when we do it with adults we do a learning assessment alongside every single adhd assessment which is kind of a gold standard comprehensive cognitive assessment really where we can break down sort of things like processing speed working memory but whether that's auditory working memory visual working memory verbal language abilities Mm. um fluid reasoning and a kind of non-verbal because you learn so much about how a child a child's brain was we'll meet with them for kind of hours at a time and do really detailed interviews with the parents where we go all about kind of their family life and what the child was like growing up a developmental history all the way back into like how was the like the the prenatal period the womb the the, mm, the, really? the birth the attachment the feeding the does that, sleep does that really make a difference yeah i've yet to really meet a a parent of an ADHD child who didn't say kind of their child was a very quite hard to settle was hard to soothe was reactive from sort of birth that is not ADHD in itself because lots of parents have that and then more often than not those children then don't go on to develop ADHD but I don't ever really meet parents who have kids with ADHD whose kids haven't struggled with sleep Mm. who haven't been quite reactive from a young age who as well as all the things that we commonly think of as adhd like being hyperactive being Mm. kind of on the go all the time being driven by a motor yeah so um that i mean i know we were talking we started off with the question about medication but the reason i'm saying that is it's really important to have a really good quality assessment And, and we as kind of clinical psychologists and as a team can do that because we take into account all of the the psychological the behavioral and all kind of the deeper underlying things that are going on so the route to getting medication is through a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. or a specialist so there's there's specialist trained pharmacists um there's nurse prescribers it doesn't have to be just a psychiatrist medication can be a useful thing to help them function in the world but the guidelines are very clear that it should be alongside some kind of psychological intervention oh is it's just yes. like reactionary or just sort of like trying to cope you're trying to like mute something put instead of like actually it. yeah put a plaster on it instead of and actually places, fix the room yeah and it places all the problem in the child yeah the child's got some kind of or the adult whoever it is that you've got some kind of dysfunctional brain take this pill and then they'll be fine again mm. 
And it's not a dysfunctional brain. It's a, it's a different brain. You're processing the world in a different way. Mm. But medication can help. And I tend to find anecdotally, parents tell me the medication helps more than the actual evidence base says the medication helps. So the science is potentially placebo or just that the um, science is not kind of strong enough yet. It's quite hard to show all of those things. But there's been some studies. I mean, generally speaking, the current wisdom is medication and psychology kind of do them together. and That's going to have the best effect. There's not a lot of evidence that the medication on its own is actually better than even just psychology Mm -hmm. on its own. It sounds like the work you do is amazing and it's really can be life-changing i know that you're obviously a private clinician for kids that maybe and parents that can't afford the private route is it going to be like a seven-year waiting list like we've looked online it's like seven years is there any way for these kids to like quickly find out they've got adhd and get treatment for it or is it just a really long waiting list they can't afford it it's a bigger conversation that you're what you're raising there about the state of the NHS and the state of the health service, which I don't think is my position to get into. But yeah, that is the reporting from the ground from parents that trying to get a diagnosis or an assessment through the NHS is like hitting a brick wall. Mm. Yeah, It's completely... And having worked in CAMS, so CAMS is Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services, and I worked in there for years and years, and you are increasingly, and it has been for a while, dealing with the most severe people with mental health difficulties because they're so underfunded it means what they call the thresholds for when you cross a certain threshold to say yes now we will support you is so high Mm. that it's basically reserved for children like self-harming and stuff is not even now most of the time enough of a threshold to be seen by a nhs clinician in in many in many areas you've got to be like a really risky, like sort of suicidal. So I have heard, and I'm part of lots of kind of Facebook groups and different like kind of community groups. And yeah, the talk on the ground for ADHD assessments on the NHS can be any like two to three years, yeah. which is completely it's unacceptable. And the thing change. is like as well, to have got to the point where you're ready to get assessed, I feel like you've got to be in a pretty bad place already. Like yeah. to have noticed it, to be like, okay, I really need to do something about it. So then to have to wait that long to then actually have anything that happen is really hard yeah and you need support almost immediately really yeah. is there any like bursaries or any schemes or anything that you know of where kids could like try and get some funding or fast tracks or, or anything like that for people that can't afford the, to go straight to private to be honest i don't know of anything because in theory we have a national health service mm. yeah so that is free what they call free on point of access so it's costing someone money but for families as they're accessing it it should be free you know how you were saying that the 80 um although everyone's talking about it more on tiktok and it's sort of a wider conversation but the numbers aren't necessarily rising of adhd i wonder if it's because there's such a backlog of people trying to get assessed from the nhs that actually there's so many people who can't afford to go to private so the numbers aren't rising because of that. I, I don't know if you've thought about that before. Well, no. So, you, so you're kind of describing a bottleneck then that at one point, once they start processing it, are we going to see in five, ten years' time mm. a, a, explosion. A, an explosion of the numbers because all of these people are just working their way through the system? Yeah. I kind of don't expect that really? to happen. But it would be. But it's an interesting thought. I don't know. I wonder if all the 
the, the people you're talking about on TikTok are eventually, because it's either they go, this is worth the money because and I and I do have pens because I mean I cannot trivialize the money because it's because it is expensive going private because it does take a lot of clinician time and you get mm. like a we with the way we do it, it's really, really kind of time intensive because we want to spend lots of time with the children, lots of time with the parents. We speak with every school, we do a learning assessment, we you get like a 25 page report at the end that kind of breaks it all down. And it's certainly not just a yes or a no you've even got a diagnosis because actually even parents tell us when it's not a diagnosis of adhd you get such a detailed kind of understanding of what's going on for your child but i wonder if some people go actually this is only causing me a bit of bother actually i don't need a label to be able to start helping this stuff if i don't want the medication because you do need a label to Mm -hmm. get the medication but if i just want to think about my life my environment and get to know myself and work out some external ways of kind of helping myself i can do that without a label so maybe some people give up Mm. i don't know i don't know that'd be interesting to know we were saying before that for me anyway i only really took the test to say to other people with certainty that i've got Mm. it i I knew and you know within yourself you know we've got it but it's like almost like yep because because so many people are saying, you know, it's such a wide topic, like we're saying with the OCD thing. It's like, I'm actually just doing it just to say like, yeah, no, it's actually clinically yeah, approved. Legit. Just so people go, oh, okay, fine. They take it seriously instead yeah. of it just being like, oh yeah, you've got what everyone's saying, you know. How do you feel when somebody who hasn't had an official diagnosis goes, oh, I've definitely got ADHD. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I need to, it depends who they are. If it's someone that I don't really know, I'm, I, I feel kind of naturally a bit sceptical just because of how much conversation there is. Then if we talk about, you know, they talk about their lives a little bit more and I figure out, and I hear patterns and I see some bits and then I'm, then I'm I've, obviously then I start to go mm. okay yeah actually I feel like sometimes right. you can tell if it's a bit flippant like if someone dropped something or like lost something they'd be like god I'm so ADHD and then it's like mm. are you uh, but then also um on the other side if if I hear people saying like oh my god everyone thinks they've got ADHD at the moment I'll be like I'll feel quite coy about it and and, and it's kind of like I want to just be like look <laughs> I do it's kind of like because everyone it's starting to maybe people who do have it are starting to realize. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, if you don't have it, you're thinking, oh God, everyone's talking about it. They all think they've got it. And it's like, no, they're just actually maybe starting to realize it and they hadn't considered it before. Is this a thing where ADHD people are attracted to other people with ADHD? Because I feel like so many of my Surrounded friends have got ADHD, yeah, which also same. reinforces this idea for me that everyone is saying they've yeah. got it. But I'm like, well, actually, they, <laughs> they all do, my mates do. probably do. They're really quite similar to me. Is that is that a thing? Do they, are we sort of attracted to each other? Like magnets? Um, Weird ADHD magnets? <laughs> yeah, I do wonder if it's a bit of an echo chamber of the people you're hanging out with. But I think it is... As we've described, is there's pros and cons of it becoming more common language, destigmatized. Potentially, it's a lot of actually the underlying conversation people are having are actually we're all kind of struggling a bit. And is that an age thing? Is that something you go through in sort of your twenties and your thirties as you're trying to like find out your job and the demands of mm. your jobs are increasing? Or I mean, these are all just kind of things I'm thinking about. And it's actually everyone just going oh my God, I'm just struggling to cope with kind yeah. of what society is expecting me to do at the moment. And I'm using the language of ADHD, but whether it is or not. But I do also wonder, like we've been saying about people being attracted to certain kind of jobs, if you were, I know I've used the example, but if you were both librarians, would you be saying all of my friends are ADHD and talking about ADHD? I don't know. Mm. Because maybe people who otherwise don't love the sitting there being academic, 
like sitting there for hours and then just reading contracts or things like that, which would be my nightmare. Yeah. Um, they're creative. They're, talk they're talking to people. They're social. They're project-based. They like things with a start, middle and end, and then we can move on. And then it's new again and a start, middle and end. Mm. Maybe in certain circles, that is going to be higher because if you think about it, once you leave school, you do start to self-select what you want to do. Mm. So maybe certain personalities are drawn to doing certain careers. So whereas the average population, I think you said the stat about 4%, I don't know, yeah, sort of like 4 to 5% mm. is kind of the general, but maybe in certain creative industries, it's more like 10%. Yeah, yeah And in other industries, so. it's like 0%. Or it's, like, yeah. it's like what you were saying at the start, it reminded me of like how it, it, we, when we were like cavemen, we would be like thriving in our communities. Well, maybe if we were cavemen again, we'd be the ones going out, like hunter-gathering, We'd be and we'd all stick together because that's what we were good at and other people yeah. would stay back and look after the tribe. And so maybe that's sort of the same with career-wise. We're going out and doing the, you know, we're sort of searching out the same routes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I do also find that like a lot of people who I'm attracted to or have had like long-term friendships with and really click with do just have the same sort of, I guess, like traits as I do or like like personality traits and things like that. And they do seem to be very like ADHD related. You're probably not loving them because they miss your meetings and stuff. The energy. The energy. I think yeah. it is the energy and maybe like the sense of humour and like the way yeah. of thinking. And you can flip the you can flip the conversation yeah, and, and you don't even realise it's just going bum, 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 and yeah rather than being like sorry I wasn't finished <laughs> yeah yeah uh, sorry you were, were you listening to me then it's like <laughs> yeah, nah, no no one's listening <laughs> yeah but that's such a nice because you're drawing out the strengths of yeah that we're not just so thinking true. about the truth okay god they drop their drinks all the time or they lose their keys and that's really annoying yeah they've got something about them that yeah, that's you the love. thing. Mm. And also it's quite nice because like in a group of those people who maybe all have ADHD, it means that you're not the one standing out for doing all those things because okay. the other person's off trying to find their keys. So it's like, you know, you're not... Everyone's the looking one for keys. Who, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're not the one who everyone's rolling their eyes at because everyone's trying to find their stuff. Everyone's locked out of the house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh, Dr. Josh, thank you so, so much for coming thank on. Thank you, it's, it's amazing. I've learned so much and I can't wait to... Um, listen back to it as well and make more notes so I can remember it all and <laughs> yeah it's just been wicked thank you very much for coming on the podcast no thank you so much for having me I really enjoyed the conversation that was Dr Joshua Harwood just tell me some of the things you've learned <laughs> um, we've learned um mm. Yeah, as you can tell, we haven't recorded this on the same day. <laughs> we're actually, full disclaimer, we're recording this about a month after we recorded the episode. No, we learned some really great stuff yeah, about how you can look at um, kind of changing the perspective of how you look at children, which mm. is great, mm. and um, how parents, teachers can help their child to thrive. Yeah, like what? School. Give me some specifics, because this is all quite vague. What have we actually learned? <laughs> We've just gone over oh, it. Oh, yeah, we've um, just gone over it, yeah. <laughs> how important it is to understand ADHD so yeah. you can see the world through your child's eyes. Mm, okay. So next week, we're going to be back, same time, uh, and we are going to be talking all things toolbox. And what I mean by that is the day-to-day -day tools that you need to use to sort of help yourself with ADHD. I'll just, I'll just throw one in the box right now. Alarms. I like alarms. Okay, there's a little glimmer. Oh, is that so getting you? Is that making your toes twinkle? Is it? Oh, oh alarms on the phone. Well, that's what it's going to be like. Oh, more of that? Oh, no, I've, I've got more. But, but next week, next week, you'll hear the other tools in this box. All, you know, it'd be one of those toolboxes where you open it and the shelves go... Shining. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Lovely. It's going to be like that. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, great. Cool. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.